We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Once again, it is the Saturday edition of the Field of 68's Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. Uh, If you are listening to this on a podcast app, give us one second and bear with us as we allow people to populate into the live stream feed. Uh, I just hit retweet. Goodman, hopefully you just did the same thing as well. So people are going to start coming into the feed uh, right now. It was a quiet Friday in college basketball. Um, San Diego State got punked by BYU. West Virginia struggled with Iowa State. Is there any big picture stuff you got while we wait people to wait for people to fill in, Jeffy, or is it just kind of one of those nights in college hoops? I mean, the big thing was obviously we know BYU, right? I mean, that was that was the big one. Um, I mean, this guy pulled off a huge win. Um, that guy, Rob. <laughs> That's it's all time. I mean, and I don't know if you watched the post game interview with Mark Pope, but he, he's fabulous. Like. We need to bring him on at some pod. I was going to bring him on a couple months ago, and I had to uh, cancel on him. But we need to bring – that dude has energy. People don't know him. He is uh, – he's fun as shit. I mean, he is. He's just – he's hilarious. And uh, that win was huge for BYU because, again, San Diego State was a team that you had already given a Final Four birth to. Uh, and a lot of people have. Uh, you, you, I think you call them the greatest defense in the history of college basketball. Yes. No, I, I said that I thought that they would lock up BYU. And um, if we're being if we're being honest, BYU had sixty two points with one minute left in that game. Like they, San Diego State did pretty much what I thought they would do on the defensive end of the floor, but they shot twenty five percent in the first half. They uh, outside well, yeah, of Matt Mitchell, outside of Matt Mitchell, they scored twenty seven points. It was like Matt Mitchell went off. Nathan Menza, you cannot count on Nathan Menza for 17 points. Every I wasn't counting time. on him for 17 points. Well, who else? He's like Matt Mitchell and, Ch- and, and Jordan Shackle. And, and yeah. what else do they and have? Trey Polio. I'm like, uh, 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 Gupa Rop. I don't even know how to say that guy's name. But they have other weapons. So the like, thing is, right. like, you don't need right, Nathan we- Menza to go for 17 and 15. Um, as far as West Virginia is concerned, I think we learned something in that game. Um, Iowa State. Can I break guys, a little news before we, we, we no 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 because we can't we can't do that until we get into the uh, the, the the segment for it. But I just want right, to say one thing about West Virginia. I Iowa State has guys that can beat you on an island. They can beat you one on one. 
West Virginia forces uh, teams to beat them one-on-one because of the way that they press and how aggressive they are. So that's something that we should remember moving forward is that when we have Iowa State against teams that can that overplay and try to force turnovers, like that's something where we should probably be on the Cyclones. So I think that was a definitely uh, an expensive yes. lesson for me last night, an expensive one. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, All right. No, you, you listen, your kids won't get a Christmas present. <laughs> hey, the good news is we, the good news is I was giving back winnings. That was uh, that was the, the Kansas money line that paid off yesterday. What did you All do? Right. What did you pull out from under the tree last night? <laughs> I, I can't say it because he's sitting right next to me right now. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm ruining his day. Yeah, um, really fine. don't worry, don't worry, Daddy's got a lot more for you. <laughs> we got a lot. Uh, all right, do you want to do you want to break your news before we do this little ad, the, the DraftKings read? Yeah, I mean, listen. It's, it's significant. Uh, Ohio State's best player, E.J. Liddell, is going to come back today and play. And I don't know how effective he's going to be, but there's a kid who, who is the Buckeyes' best player. He was averaging 16 and 80. He missed the last two games. And, oh, by the way, they play a, uh, a pretty big-time game today against UCLA in Cleveland. So huge news. I don't know what it does for me. You know, a lot of people will say, all right, I'll take Ohio State now, and, and, and they're getting two and a half. I don't love it anyway. I think I like UCLA. I want to see how effective EJ Liddell is. And I like UCLA. Listen, they lost to San Diego State early, but that game they weren't, they didn't have Jalen Hill. They didn't have Johnny Juzang, as you say it. Juzang, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I, I, I think I like UCLA anyway because I don't know how effective EJ Liddell is going to be coming off of an illness here and being out and who knows how much he's been able to do the last week or so. Um, but again, he's back. He's back. That's good news for Ohio State. Yeah, it is. I think I tend to lean towards UCLA here as well. Um, I still think that they are really undervalued because of uh, the fact that they just got Jalen Hill back. And we, we talked like last week about what Jalen Hill's on-off splits are for UCLA's defense. Um, so, and you know, the, the last time we really had a chance to bet on them, uh, because they didn't play against that game in that game against Long Beach State, um, they beat up on a Marquette team that that turned around and went into Creighton and won. So um, I, I do think that UCLA is uh, where I want to have um, my my money invested today. So uh, before we get into anything else, before we talk about this Iowa Gonzaga game, I got to tell you guys about the official odds provider of the Field of Sixty Eight Media Network. It's DraftKings Sportsbook. The twenty twenty one basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. They already have hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on the action now. To to celebrate the return of college basketball, DraftKings is giving new players 101 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins – you cash a crisp $100. Well, we are all excited for the return of basketball. Let's not forget football's playoffs are right around the corner. The NBA is coming up. Uh, We have college football games all afternoon and all day tomorrow. Um, So head to the app, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Check out all of DraftKings' daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. I know because I use it, and it's very easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And if things go badly today, I'm going to have to be depositing more money at my convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FIELD 
68. That's field 68 when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code field 68 for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, must be 21 or older, New, new Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana one 1- 809 with it. Jeffrey, we have a battle of the best team in America and the best player in America, the two best offenses this side of the NBA. Yeah. What do you got? Talk to me. Iowa, Gonzaga, the Sanford Pentagon, South Dakota. What's going on? Talk to me about this. I mean, we should have been doing the best bets this morning from the Sanford Pentagon. Like, why didn't we go? Well, because nobody is allowed to go. They, they cut off all fans from the arena. All right, well, you're not a fan. <laughs> so, and South Dakota, fan. The, the, South Dakota is the the epicenter of the exploding coronavirus pandemic currently raging in this country. But other, <laughs> I mean, other than those, like, simple, simple inconvenience. Well, they're there. They really should have gone. Listen, Gonzaga and Iowa there. They got there. They tested. They're good to go. They're cleared today. That's That's the good news. Listen. The great I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you if you fund the private jet that they fly on, if you pay for it, then I'll go wherever you want to go. All right. Okay? All right. I'm gonna look I just it. had. I bet too much money on West Virginia last night. I'm gonna need you to cover the private jet for tomorrow. All right. Well, listen. I I, I think uh, I think I took Fairfield, so that wasn't a good one either last night. Uh, yesterday. So anyway, um, great matchup. We finally get a, a big boy heavyweight matchup. We really haven't had one. We're supposed to have uh, Gonzaga Baylor. That never happened. Uh, you know, Villanova, Virginia, I don't know if it was a heavyweight matchup, but but it was going to be a good one, and that never happened. This might be the best one, though. Like, this might be the one that we, we needed to happen because it's good for college basketball, for people to flip it on today at noon and see two teams that can absolutely scorch the Nets and score oh, yeah. every position. Right now, let's, let's hope they make shots and those rims aren't tight at the Sanford Pentagon, because uh, we, we need this to be a game in the 70s, maybe even 80s. We'll see. Should be in the 80s. Should be. Maybe even in the 90s? Yeah. I think there was there was no number that today's total could have opened at that I would not bet the over on. What Both was it? These, it's, it's 170. It opened at 172.5. It was down to 169, nice and a half for a while. Um, and now it's back 70s, this could end up in the seventies if if Iowa doesn't make shots. They, they no, here's, no, no, no. Here's here's the thing. Both of these teams, all they want to do is run. Their entire offense is built around transition, and they're going. This game is going to be up and down and up and down and up and down, right? Like I, so, I I hope so. You combine that with the fact that Iowa gonna make threes. Iowa's still going to make threes. Yeah, they're going to make threes. Luca Garza is going to get his buckets. There's going to be 75 to 80 possessions in this game. Deshaun uh, even is saying, Rob, let the 90s go. See? It'll be in the I, my, my My prediction when we, when I did this podcast with Deshaun the other day, my my prediction was 108 to 94 is what I think the final <laughs> is going to be. Wow. And I'm not exaggerating. Gonzaga put up 100. There were 192 points in a game between Gonzaga and Kansas. Kansas doesn't want to run, and they can't score. Yeah, good point. But they're playing from behind. I was the best offense. They were playing from behind. That's the thing. That's the one thing is Kansas was playing from behind, so they had to. I was going to be playing from behind too. I I I don't. 
Well, who knows? Now if they make shots like they did against Carolina. They'll still be playing from behind. You know why? No matter how well they can score, there is no possible way. I'm 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 stating I'm saying it right now. I'm going all in. There's no possible way that that Iowa can stop Gonzaga. It just is not going to happen. This is why. One, the way that you beat Iowa's defense is you have players that can drive off the dribble, athletic players that can drive off the dribble and use ball screens. You know what Gonzaga has? Three guys that are point guards. One of them is a top five pick. One of them is going to play for the French national team. And the third one, the guy that came off the bench for him, Andrew Nemhard, started for two years at Florida. And then, oh, by the way, came off the bench to have 21 and six against West Virginia, one of the nation's best defenses, when he came in to replace Jalen Suggs. Those are the three guys, the three playmakers that they have. Those are the three guys that are going to be playing the position that Iowa cannot guard. The other part with the ball screens, like, Gonzaga's offense is a ball screen continuity offense where they just run it over and over and over and over again. You know who really struggles to guard ball screens? Iowa. Luca Garza, Iowa. The whole team. So the theory would be, okay, well, if that's happening, Gonzaga's shooting 29% from three this year, which is not representative of how good they can shoot. But you, you, you can't zone Gonzaga. You just can't do it. Not when you have three playmakers like do what they, they do on the floor. It's just not happening. Like I, I just I don't see how – Iowa can slow. It's a horrible matchup for, for the Iowa. The only defense. thing that worries me, here's the only thing that worries me, is Gonzaga is coming off the pause, and we don't know how it's going to affect them in their legs. That's the only thing I would say. Other than that, if you said to me, hey, Gonzaga, give him four and a half on a neutral court against Iowa, I'd run to the bank. I would run to the bank. But I just don't know how these guys – we also haven't seen Jalen Suggs. Like, I mean, I guess he's fine. I guess. But I, I still want to see him, and in, in, I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to affect him. I also don't know if Luca Garza can honestly could file out Drew Timmy pretty quickly if they get him the ball in the post. Could he? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Drew I mean, Timmy. If, if Drew Timmy's on the floor or not on the floor, like okay, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think it hurts them a little bit, but overall, we're talking about a team that um, is, is yeah. They they want to have other bigs, and two. The way that they're going to be able to score in this game is because of what their guards can do. Now, the Jalen yeah, Timmy point takes Garza away from the basket. That's what Timmy can do, and he'll. You rebound. want Garza? You want Garza in front of the basket? You know why? You want Garza trying to block Jalen Suggs as he goes in to try to finish a layup because you know what Garza's not going to do. He's not going to be able to block Jalen Suggs. He's going to foul him. You want Garza in front of the rim? Suggs is going to dunk on Garza. Yeah, probably. Um, no, but but the other part of it is like, you know, Iowa's going to be able to score too. Yeah. I just I don't see any way either of these teams get stops. I just think I just think that Gonzaga is like marginally better than Iowa on the defensive end to the point where they should be able to limit what Iowa does. Whereas I think Gonzaga is just going to get whatever they want. And if it's one of those days where Gonzaga shoots like two for twenty three from three, and Iowa shoots twelve uh, to seventeen for forty again, like look that could that could feasibly happen. But I'm not going to sit here and bet. On what, when the matchup says one thing, I'm not going to bet on it in a way that tells me like, okay, I'm betting on one team to have a, a, a horrible shooting night and the other team to have a great shooting. Night. Like that could happen. It's that's why you like not, nothing's just a sure thing in gambling. I just everything points to Gonzaga on the side for me. Everything points to the over. Um, I like maybe the over. I'm bullish on it. I like the over. I don't love Gonzaga just because of the uncertainty of yeah. Of the the one thing I will the one thing I will say about that is um, you know our our Dan Dick out earlier this week. Uh, on the Bulldog broadcast, um, part of the field of 68 Media Network, said that 
Gonzaga's like shutdown wasn't a full shutdown. And that surprise you? No. No, no. But it was so I don't think that they were practicing. And the guys that were contact tracing were in work. Like, so I'm not worried about their legs. And I'm also like not necessarily worried about them being all that sharp. Like, this is this is not a a brand new team. Like these are these are veteran guys that kind of understand how to play. So um, and they also first game of the season they put up 102 points on Kansas and Kansas going to be a pretty damn good defense. And Suggs as a freshman point guard looked pretty damn good. And so did Nemhard coming into a new program. So I'm with you. Listen, if I'm going anybody, I'm going Gonzaga in this. I- I'm going to stay away from it and just and, and hit the over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I uh, I have money on both. All right, we have other big games that we yeah. need to get to. Um, let's start with you want to go to Louisville and uh, let's do Louisville and um, Louisville at Wisconsin at noon. That line right now is Wisconsin. I believe it just bumped up to minus six, and the total looks like it's one thirty-two. So, what do you got? There? I'm going to lay the points and go the under on this. Um, I just uh, I think Louisville's too dependent on on certain players, mainly Carleek Jones, and uh, I just. You know, I wonder about his uh, effectiveness today um, against a Wisconsin team that um, is really tough to beat in their own building. I know they're not going to have fans. I get it. But I still think people underrate the fact that it's still in the atmosphere that they're used to. That's Mm -hmm. all. So I I, I like Wisconsin. Again, I just think Louisville, you know, to me – uh, David Johnson's got to be big, big time. Like he's got to be clearly the best player on the floor today, or else Louisville has zero chance of winning this game. How's that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that your breakdown is correct. Um, what has part of the reason I've been bullish on Louisville is because of that two guard look, right? Because they can play Carleek at the point and have David Johnson off the ball. It gives you two playmakers. It gives you two ball screen maestros, uh, both of whom can also play off the ball. Um, so I'm, I'm worried about what happens when you are able to take that away. Like the thing about Wisconsin is they are just so good defensively and they have such good they, they can give you such good ball pressure. Like that just, it's something that really worries me. And I don't, as much as I liked Louisville's uh, front court long-term, I'm not sure that Samuel Williamson or. Um, he's been disappointing. Williamson the, has not been as good as I thought he'd be. But he's, he's been banged up. Like he, he missed a couple games. And then uh, is, uh, what's the, I'm blanking on the freshman, Dre Davis. Like I'm just not convinced that those he's guys. I like Dre gonna, I like him too, but you're going up against Micah Potter and Nate Reavers, one of the biggest front courts in college basketball. And I'm just not convinced that they are going to have enough of a perimeter impact to be able to negate the fact that like you're gonna have six eight and six nine guys guarding Micah Potter and Nate Reavers. Like so I just every every matchup in this game screams Wisconsin to me. Uh I did again, I, I went Louisville under is one thirty two. Um and uh, Wisconsin first half minus three. Yeah, I like both of those. Um, the other thing to note is that Louisville got out of their quarantine or their uh, their shutdown on December fourteenth. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing. Like so you mentioned, the first half. I love the second half too. Like these teams that have been kind of in quarantine. One of the things that I like to look at is the second half lines when your legs start to go a little bit. So that's something to uh, to keep an eye on as well. But everything for me, it's everything Wisconsin in that matchup. All right, Carolina, Kentucky, Rob. Big, 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 big game. 
Ready? I'm going against the grain here. I'm going against the grain. I'm I'm taking the Kentucky money line. I've already yeah. bet it. I'm all in on it. I got it at plus 140 when the line was three and a half. Uh, so here, I've I've gone to this spiel before. Okay. But what would the narrative be right now? What would the conversation around Kentucky be right now if yeah. Olivier Saar makes that jump shot? The, yeah, the conversation right. he had a, he had an open fifteen he had an open fifteen footer that he hit four or five times in that game against Notre Dame already. If he makes that shot, if he um, if he if he if he doesn't miss it, then Kentucky wins that game. And what we're saying is, wow, these young cats rallied together and they made this comeback and they scrapped and they fought tooth and nail and they won. They won a game. This was the turning point of the young season for these young Kentucky Wildcats. But he missed the shots, and no one's saying it. So to me, this is this is the spot where you can can kind of buy low. Like if if that was the turning point for Kentucky, if they are starting to figure things out, then um, this is uh, this is this is where you want to be able to kind of buy them low. So I like them in this spot. I think that they're going to win. Money line right now is where is it? It should be plus one twenty for Kentucky. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, because the line's down to two and a half, so it should be should be plus one twenty for Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I'm sorry. It's so it's a, it's plus one thirty. Yeah, it's plus one. It's plus one thirty, and uh, Kentucky is a three point dog here. Uh, the last thing that I'll say about it is this: one of the issues that I've had with Kentucky this season is uh, that they keep playing two bigs. I think they need to try to find a way to get three wings on the court. Um, what and and like I don't know if Isaiah Jackson and Olivier Saar work perfectly together. You just you're not going to get the kind of spacing. It's two big guys, um, especially like like, Isaiah Jackson. That's the hard part, right? You like yeah, no, no, I I like him, but so, so, but the larger the, the larger point is North Carolina's got two bigs, like so they're not going to get played off the floor. Like part of the problem with Notre Dame in the first they half, they just yeah they just spaced everything, and right. Kentucky couldn't didn't know what to do. So um, I I don't they're not going to be able to do that against North Carolina. And the other part. Uh, North Carolina is turning the ball over on 22% of their possessions. And that's the thing here is like, what's Kentucky's weakness? Point guard play, clearly point guard play and perimeter shooting. Mm -hmm. What's Carolina's weakness? You know, guard play. They're young too. So like, to me, I actually think the matchup is really good, right? You've got Saar, you've got Garrison Brooks, a couple veterans that like aren't great, great big guys, but are, but are good, solid, productive big guys. Young backcourts. Like, to me, this game should absolutely be a pick em. It's not only because Kentucky's record is what it is at one and four. Mm-hmm. If they had won that game, like you said, this would be like a, a one point. It'd be a pick em, probably. I don't know if it'd be a pick em, but it, the, the line would, would look a lot different. Yeah, it would look yeah. it would look different. Um, all right, you got anything else for today? Any other lines that you like? Yeah, I got a bunch. Like? I got a bunch. All right, hit me I actually there. like K-State against Baylor. Getting 17. Uh, I, I never thought I'd say that, ever. But I just think Baylor coming out of quarantine, probably a similar quarantine if I had to guess is Gonzaga, not a full quarantine. Uh, my guess is those guys were able to do some stuff. Kansas State has been atrocious this year for the most part. Um, but I think 17 is a lot to to lay on a in, in a conference game in which you've got a Baylor team that's really good defensively. Kansas State is traditionally pretty good defensively. They're going to play, try to slow it down. So I think 17 is a little bit heavy there. Um, so I would take Kansas State. Uh, I like Iona again. I, I, I hit on him yesterday. Uh, you you never learn. You never I know, learn. I know. We're 5-0 in the back-to-back games. 5-0 in the back-to-back games. 
a different deal with Rick Pitino. Oh, so when they so when they beat Fairfield by 28 at their place and turned around and lost by 15 the next game, it was a different deal with Rick Pitino? Yes. Yeah, okay, you know what? You can keep lighting your money on fire. I'm going to keep telling you guys what to do, all right? So listen, block out Jeff Goodman. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. So far, in the games that we've tracked, the teams, if you play back-to-back games, What's the your teams record, right? that lost the first game end up winning and covering in the second game five times in every game that we've tracked. And we got three of them today in the MAC. So this is what you got to do. You got to go and look at who lost yesterday and bet on them today. That's the tip. Nobody, nobody, nobody tell Jeffrey. Nobody tell Jeffrey. Two days ago, I was 42 and 35. You were 33 and 32. As of as of two days ago. I think I'm actually better. Of last as, of two, as of two days ago. Anyway. I had that yesterday. All right. I lit it up on Thursday, though. Thursday was my you best did. day of the season. You did. I was three and one. You were five and one. Uh, anyway, I like Wright State. Give them five against Detroit. Um, really like that one. I like St. Mary's. Give them five against Colorado State. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on one thing. Here's what I'm gonna go. The the, the Niagara Fairfield game. Mm-hmm. I took Fairfield. I'm gonna take him again. I'm gonna yeah, take him again with the money line plus two sixty against Niagara. There you go. See, All you're right. starting to learn. He's he's starting to learn, ladies and gentlemen. He's starting to learn. All right, good for you, Jeffrey. I'm proud of you. I got a bunch more, but we won't get to. Just give me the picks. You don't, don't you don't have to explain them. Just just roll them out there. Uh, UMBC, South Alabama, Old Miss, Dayton under. That's it. <laughs> we call that one. I'm taking the. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Old Miss Dayton over because Sully. Got to fade Sully at this point. Sully is fade city. You know what I'm doing? I got I got the 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 dual slick ricks going on. I didn't realize that. I'm going to take both slick ricks, Patino and Stansberry, uh, both of them. There you go. There you both go. Of, yeah, get get both slick ricks. Can't go All right, wrong. So there you go. So this this is what I got. I have Gonzaga minus four and a half. I have the over. Um, I have Wisconsin minus five and a half. I have the Kentucky money line, and I have UCLA minus two and a half. Jeffrey, what do you got? Uh, so many. I mean, honestly, so many. Uh, I would say uh, Gonzaga over, uh, Wisconsin given six, the under, the first half, all of it for Wisconsin, uh, Western Kentucky money line, Iona, uh, St. Mary's, UMBC, Wright State, uh, Kansas State, uh, Kentucky money line, UNC Greensboro. Also, there you go. There you go. You have it. It's a busy <laughs> must Saturday. Be, must be nice. Busy Saturday. So we call it just bet the board. Give me just bet the board. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we will see you guys again tomorrow morning. Good luck on all your bets. Let's go. I got to leave Charleston tomorrow. You know that it's a big day tomorrow. It's well, it'll be better go. because I'll just talk to. I'll I'll be by, by myself on the stream. No, I'll actually get to in. We yeah, might have to do it an earlier edition tomorrow morning. Oh, great. So I get to get up even earlier. Anyway. Oh, come on. Like I'm thrilled. Up at 6.30? Yeah, they do. Don't complain. They do. They You're good. You're good. No, I am going to complain. I'm going to complain nonstop. I'm never going to stop complaining. We could do it. Right, it's my right as a dad in the middle of a pandemic to be able to complain <laughs> about whatever I want. And you got to take it. You got to listen. But, you got to do, do it. Just know nobody's listening. Yeah, they are. Just look at the number of viewers. They're all down. They're gone. No one cares. All right, Jeffrey, I'll see you tomorrow. Later.